I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 285 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys for a little Monday motivation. Former professional skateboarding sensation who is now a highly successful entrepreneur, Mikey Taylor, joins me today. Mikey Taylor was a sponsored pro skateboarder who just crushed it on the ramp. He is now smashing it in the world of finance. He is the president of Commune Capital, helping people create their own pathway to financial freedom. Mikey Taylor will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. Tomorrow on the podcast, I will be joined here by a legend in the big game hunting world. Jim Shockey is going to be here with me tomorrow. Jim is the face of the Outdoor Channel. His hunting shows are the most watched in the industry. Jim Shockey will be here with me tomorrow. Wednesday, I'm going to feature another entrepreneur who came up with an idea while sitting on his couch 20 years ago, and that idea became Love Sack, which has made Sean Nelson a multimillionaire. Sean Nelson will be here with me on Wednesday. Thursday, we are going to go across the pond here, and I will feature a best-selling author of a book all dads should buy for their sons, The Dangerous Book for Boys. Con Ingolden will be here with me on Thursday, and Con has really captured everything that a young boy's curiosity can imagine. His sequel, The Double Dangerous Book for Boys, is what we'll be talking about. It is a breath of fresh air. My 13-year-old really loves his books. Con Ingolden will be here with me from the UK on Thursday. And Friday, what an honor it will be. I have an unbelievable guest for you guys for this Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood coming up. Not only just a former Navy SEAL, he is a former Navy SEAL who transitioned to the Army and became a Chief Warrant Officer with the Elite 160th SOAR. So he went from Frogman to Night Stalker. Michael Rutledge will be here with me for a very special Frogman Friday edition, so lock it in for that. I have many great dads joining me here. I hope you can enjoy it. And please, don't forget to help me spread the word about the podcast here. Let every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with former professional skateboarder Mikey Taylor. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Dads, are you tired of taking supplements that never deliver? Well, Redcon One was created to ensure that you get real hardcore products that deliver real results. Trusted by four-time world's strongest man, Brian Shaw, and founded by supplement entrepreneur, Aaron Singerman, Redcon One is crushing the industry. You have to try their MRE bars, which are packed full of nutritious food sources that will replenish your system when you need it most. And they taste so good, your toddler will think they're eating a candy bar. But we're talking whole food meal replacement. And right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 20% on their entire order from Redcon 1. Simply use the promo code FATHER at the checkout. So let's go, dads. For the highest state of readiness, choose Redcon 1. Visit Redcon1.com, use the promo code FATHER, and save 20%. Joining me now, First Class Father, Mikey Taylor. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thank you. Pleasure. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, so we have two uh, girls, seven and four, and then we have one on the way. Wow, congratulations on that. You guys going to uh, find out what you have with like a gender reveal or are you going to wait to the end? 
No, we're actually going to wait to the end on this one. Full surprise. Okay. Did you find out with the other two? Yeah, we actually found out uh, as soon as we possibly could. Uh, we did, like, the whole, like, gender reveal party and all that. Uh, and then for this one, my wife was like, my wife's brother did, like, a a full surprise. And everybody went to the hospital and, you know, when when the baby was born, it was like this, like, it was a, it was kind of a special moment for everyone. So my wife was like, I want to do that. So uh, we're going to just ride this one out. Okay, yeah, very cool. I have four children myself, and we did that with our third child. We uh, we waited to the end, and I loved it. I thought it was a great, uh, one of the greatest surprises you can ever get. So, oh, perfect. So it was a success for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what kind of uh, sports or activities you got the other two in? So my daughter uh, is playing soccer now. It's her first uh, kind of sport that she's done, and then she was doing uh, ballet before that, and then my youngest does ballet also. Very cool. All right, Mike, yeah. if you could, just just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, okay, so my background, uh, I started as a pro skateboarder. Uh, I did that for about 15 years professionally. Uh, while I was skating, uh, I, I went down kind of this entrepreneurial journey and started uh, my first company, which uh, ended up leading into seven different companies now. Uh, and the newest company that I uh, have started and run is a private equity fund uh, called Commune Capital, and we develop uh, and repurpose apartment buildings. Yeah, wow, that's that's uh, quite a change of uh, pace there from skateboarding into that. Now, what, what was <laughs> you, about how old were you when you first became a father then, Mikey, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? So... Uh, I had, I became a dad a month after my 30th birthday. Um, and, uh, it changed everything. I think it's, it's funny. We as parents, uh, you know, all my friends that do not have kids, I, I find myself struggling trying to tell them how impactful and different life is after kids. But if anyone has kids, you know exactly what it is because it, it flips your world upside down. Just the, the things that you valued or thought were important kind of become very secondary, uh, and you have just a new purpose in a sense of, of of who you are and what you're here to do. Yeah, very well said. And uh, what was the uh, the genesis of you getting involved with skateboarding? What, how old were you when you started, and when did you turn pro? Um, so I started skating when I was. 13, about to turn 13. Uh, I tur- I got sponsored when I was 17, and then I turned pro when I was 19. Wow, okay, yeah, that's awesome, man. And I'll tell you what, it seems like the skateboarding community is kind of hanging in there as far as uh, unsupervision or unsupervised ways for kids to kind of hang out because all the other sports, like the pickup games, have seemed to have gone away. Like there's not as many uh, kids that are just playing, you know, without reps and coaches and parents watching them, but the skateboard parks you know, it seems to be the only spot left where kids can kind of hang out and, and hang free on their own. Yes, really true. Yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy how it's changed, like, from when I was a kid to now. I mean, even, like, look at, like, video games. Like, gaming is a thing now, you know? It's, it's yeah, it's crazy to see. But, yeah, skate parks is, I think, one of those things you just do with no organization whenever you want. Yeah, I think that's what's pretty unique about it. And I know that, you know, it's difficult for a lot of kids to overcome that fear. I had Tony Hawk on the show, and he was uh, helping his daughter overcome that fear of, of skateboarding and stuff. Do you Have your kids been on the skateboard yet? Do you help with that, or they haven't tried it yet? Uh, so they, so 
I've been very slow to push things on them. I've kind of just been waiting for them to, to ask about it. Um, and they have not been interested in the skateboard. My, my daughter's, like, stood on it a couple times. Uh, they have no interest in it right now at all. So <laughs> I'm hoping that that happens later on. And what was the transition like for you to get into the entrepreneurial world there after, uh, you know, being involved with skateboarding for such a long time? Um, well, it's funny, man. It was, you know, my first introduction to it, I was still a pro skateboarder. So it, it was, uh, I was doing both. And, and so there was, you know, a big adjustment coming from, you know, doing a, uh, called a sport that is very, uh, singular focused or selfish for lack of better words, uh, and into, you know, a, a business where it is all about your team and the people around you. So there's a huge learning curve there. But what was really different about this new business I'm doing is this is the first time that pro skateboarder wasn't a part of my life. So I was, you know, starting a business and working through the emotions of, you know, a career that meant a lot to me not being there. That was probably the biggest challenge, and it actually kind of had nothing to do with entrepreneurship. Yeah, and I, I did read that post that you threw up on your Instagram there about struggling between success and relationships. And uh, what, what were some of the struggles that you did face, and what did you change to kind of move forward? Oh, man. Um, so by far the biggest struggle that I faced from a relationship standpoint was uh, my priorities, what came first. And for me, my job always came first. I put skateboarding uh in front of everything. So uh, just the trickle-down effect of, you know, being married or trying to have a relationship with a wife and then a dad when something else is more important uh, doesn't really end well. And that was by far our biggest struggle. Yeah, well, what are some of the challenges of being an entrepreneur here while being a dad? Oh, so it's funny, man. Uh, it's a lot of the same struggles that I had while I was skating, and, and I think it goes more on to, like, my personality. You know, when, when I do things, I become consumed by them. So even though a, being a pro skateboarder is a lot of, is, you know, different in a lot of ways than running a business, the obsession and the amount of effort I put towards them are the same. So uh, the thing that I really had to work on uh, was learning how to run a business and have a successful marriage and be a good dad altogether, uh, that was the biggest shift. And that was uh, something that wasn't easy for me. I ultimately had to switch my priorities and learn how to put my family first and have the business come secondary. Yeah, well, yeah, well said. And how about as far as uh, discipline goes, Mikey? What type of disciplinary do you as a dad? Are you a timeout guy, a spanker? How do you handle discipline in your house? Oh, man, that's uh, a great question. So, Hey, dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. 
co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Madsen. Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeforceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeforceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. What type of disciplinarity you as a dad? You a timeout guy, a spanker? How do you handle discipline in your house? Oh, man, that's uh, a great question. So I think it, for us it always comes down to what what it is that they're doing. We feel like if, you know, they're doing something wrong and they know they're doing something wrong, uh, we punish differently for that. But if it's something that they've done and it is just kind of a – a childlike thing that they just didn't know any better or a little bit more lenient. Uh, we definitely do talk about it. With that said, uh, we will time out. We will take things away. And there's times where we feel like we need to spank as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And I know that the, uh, you know, the game has changed so much in the skateboarding world since you first burst onto the scene there. But um, what, what kind of advice do you have for parents out there who have kids right now that are, you know, serious about trying to um, make skateboarding a career for them. What, what, what would you tell them, parents, on how to steer the kids? Oh, man. I, okay, so if I understood the question correctly, uh, I would say the best thing – wait, actually, I'm just going to ask you just so I don't. Are you saying what's the best tool for a parent or a person that has kids if they still want to follow – their career or if, if the kids themselves if, they, if a kid is loving the skateboarding he's always hitting the skateboard park uh, and he's not interested in going to college he wants to make this a career what's the best path for him to do that what would you tell the parents how to steer him oh that's a great question so i think first and foremost uh you should be really encouraging when your kids want to do something but you should also uh try to encourage them to formulate like the ultimate outcome and how it all pans out so that they can come up with uh, different options on how to make it work. So, for example, uh, something like becoming a pro skateboarder, uh, I love, like, if that's what your kid does, like, you should push them to want to do that. But just starting the conversation when they're young and, and introducing this idea, well, okay, look, if you're going to go down this path of being a pro skateboarder, what do you see after pro skateboarding? Because this is a, a short career. And starting to have them think about, you know, not only big picture vision, but what it's going to take for them to go out and actually accomplish it and then maintain it, uh, I think is really healthy. So just encouraging a kid to actually build out the whole plan. Yeah, very cool. That's some good advice there, Mikey. And how about, well, uh, as far as the technology goes, uh, a lot of us are struggling with that. How do you kind of handle screen time and technology and that stuff with your kids? Uh, um that's a good question. So we try to just give them a certain amount of time that they can be on it uh, each day. Um, so kind of how we have it, we give them an hour, uh, an hour to two hours spread out where they can either be on the iPad or uh, watch TV. The, the challenge with the screen time is with my youngest daughter is a lot of her schoolwork, uh, they have them doing through apps that are monitored with the school. Uh, so that's been something that's more new for us where, where, you know, she is doing work and then it happens to be on the screen. So uh, that is something we're actually in the middle of trying to figure out now. But we do give them about an hour to just kind of veg out and watch TV. 
Yeah, we're we're definitely all trying to find better ways. I know my, myself. I have four kids myself, and just trying to figure out a way to to make them happy enough that they get enough of the screen time, but not so that it's uh, so addicting. It's it's very yeah. difficult to balance that out. Well, it's a hard one because you you like our generation as parents, we're the ones having to figure this out. Like this is very new for all of us, you know. So uh, I think we all recognize that you can be addicted to that to the phone. I don't I don't think any of us want that. It's hard because as a parent and when you're tired and your kids are acting crazy, it's very convenient to go just take the phone and it's there's some peace in that, right? Uh, but is that what's best for the kid? I think a lot of times we know it's not. So it's just trying to figure out how to stay sane and still raise good children to become, you know, uh, great leaders is, is the hard part. Yeah, and speaking of, you know, leaders, that's the hardest part of this for me anyway is, is that I, I find a lot of times I'm not leading by example because I, I, especially uh, doing this podcast, everything I do is on the phone, emails and editing, yeah. everything I do is on the phone. So to them it always looks like I've always got my face in the phone and, and it's hard to, you know, say do as I say, not as I do. That's not what I really want to be uh, doing as a parent. But, man, it, it's difficult because it's uh, it, it's such a lifeline for everything that we all do. So I agree with you. I'm gonna, uh, uh, do you mind if I share something that's been helping with me lately? I would love it. So I am uh, I, I'm very similar to you. A lot of the work I do is on the phone. And one of the most valuable points that points or principles or, or mindset or anything that somebody has said to me was your kids see more than they hear, right? You can tell them all these things, but at the end of the day, they're watching you. They're not listening to you. And for me, I feel convicted because I'm always on my phone, right? But my phone has worked. So something I started doing that's actually really helped is if I'm with them, they have 100% of my attention. I put my phone down and it's gone. And if I need to use my phone, uh, I'm trying to be really intentional by saying, girls, I got I to gotta do this on my phone. This is for work. It's going to take me this long. And then I'm going to put down the phone. And then I'm going to get back to spending time with you and giving you my attention. That's been helping lately, uh, but that is really hard when, you know, your phone is a big component of your business. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, especially like I never had any social media accounts and stuff like that before I started the show, and now it's like I'm creating social media posts. Just to create one piece of content can take like a quite a long time. So uh, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely a learning curve for me, especially here. Um, uh, what about what, what kind of plans or goals do you, you had a lot of success already here, Mikey? What kind of goals or plans do you have for yourself for the future? Uh, on what 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 regard? Uh, Anything, business, family? What kind of goals? I know you got the baby coming. Um, I would say, well, I think my biggest goal and by far the hardest thing I've ever done is uh, raising kids to be great people. Uh, that is probably my biggest goal and the most challenging. Uh, from there, I think more, you know, kind of for me personally, it probably bleeds into the business stuff. And, uh, you know, on that end, uh, I want to create a, a, a very special and impactful business that uh, helps as many people as possible. Um, but, I mean, dude, I, I think I think more about, about the legacy I leave with the kids than anything. Yeah, well said. All right. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Mikey, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Oh, man. Um, I think for the new dad or the one that's going to be a dad, 
uh, know that everything with kids happens in phases, and it's going to feel like you're in a crappy time forever and it's never going to get better. It always does. Uh, so find comfort that if you're going through a stretch where you're not sleeping, the baby's crank, whatever, uh, it is only for a period of time, and then it changes into a new thing. So uh, that was always some comfort to me that, to feel like I'm not in this forever. <laughs> yeah, well said. I love the message. Uh, this has been an honor for me. i got to say, Mikey Taylor, you're a first-class father, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Mikey Taylor for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's podcast. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Still a lot of action heading your way here. Tomorrow on the show, the biggest name in the hunting world, Jim Shockey, will be here with me. That's going to be quite an honor. And later in the week, talk about honor, I will have a former Navy SEAL who then switched over to the Army and became a Chief Warrant Officer with the 160th SOAR. From Frogman to Night Stalker, Michael Rutledge will be here to close out the week. So lock it in. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.